Brandon Steiner, and this is Unplugged with Brandon Steiner. Set the tone. Let's let's roll back the clock. You know, you probably get to the ballpark relatively early. Uh, anything unusual? Set the tone for us that day. Uh, how was the weather? Uh, did you feel something special was going to go on that day? Uh, I had no idea. I'm going to come to you in a second, Don. Right. We got a lot of questions for you, though. I had no idea what was going to happen. It was my first World Series. I was poring over every note. I felt the best way not to be nervous. Every broadcaster is nervous before a big series. I assume the pitchers are a bit nervous, too. I don't know about Don. He was so cool all the time. But I got so intent just putting my stuff together that when it was time to play ball, I was ready for the game. The biggest thing I remember is this. We came down to that ninth inning when I called the game. I kept giving myself pep talk. Don't think about what may happen, what you might say. Don't be distracted. Concentrate on just what you're seeing, what's happening. Report that. Unfortunately, I did. And when it was all over, I felt that I had pitched the last inning with you, Don. <laughs> Didn't get a credit in the box score, but my arm was tired. <laughs> well, Don, talk me through that morning. First, did you get a good night's sleep? What would you have for breakfast? <laughs> I mean, were you a little nervous pitching in a World Series game? Well, uh, in Brooklyn, I started a second game, you know, and I was ahead six to nothing. And I, I really got wild and I got messed up and Casey took me out, you know. I would have taken myself out too. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think I'd pitch again. I mean, start. I knew I'd be in the bullpen. We were all in the bullpen. Okay. You know, all those things. How you get all winter to rest. I came to the ballpark on the fifth day. I didn't know I was going to pitch until I came to the park. Frank Rossetti's uh, ritual was to put the baseball in your shoe if people were in doubt. And that meant you were starting. I came, I came early. I always came to the ballpark early. Uh, look at that, and I, oh boy. I said, uh, I don't know about this one. I said, you know, he'd give me a second chance. And I probably took a big swallow, you know. <laughs> but it was a little... Uh, were, I was excited about it. It was a beautiful day and stuff. I was ready. You were ready to go. And you didn't have to worry about it the night before because you came in. It was business as usual. I didn't do much. Now, Yogi, did you have anything to do with him starting that day? And No. Like you just said, Corsetti used to start. The guy who pitches the next day, he always put a ball in his shoe. It's just like he won the sixth game and uh, Johnny Cooks. I mean, Johnny Cooks didn't even know he was pitching really? the last game. And Johnny Cooks. Pitched a three-hitter and wants uh, nine-nothing. So you come to the ballpark, you find out that Don's yeah. pitching. What was your immediate reaction? It's good. What's wrong with that? He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got good stuff. You know, he knocks himself down. But he could throw hard. You'd be surprised. Uh, if he's on that day, he's tough to hit. He come up with that new wind-up thing, and uh, he became a good pitcher. Did you know after the first couple innings, or what point during the game you said, wow, there's something special Well, I went on. to the seventh inning quite a few times. I waited till after the seventh inning. Then you wait, see? Because we never talked to him. Mm -hmm. They left him throw that poison or something. You know, we left him alone. He ever, everybody was like just trying to be nice. Exactly. Him be nice. Were you afraid that you were going to maybe jinx him in something you were going to say? Because you know, I always talk about that with broadcasters. You know, Red, and some years before that, I had heard Red Barber called the Cookie Lavagetto game. Yeah. And Red Barber, who was one of the all-time greats, kept saying, no hitter, so forth. And he said, no hit so far. And then Cookie Lavagetto swung. And Red said, and here's the tying run, and here's the winning run. As the game was over, and it was lost 3-2. to two. Yeah. Not only the game, the no hitter, everything went out the window. And he had such mail coming in, particularly addressed to the sponsors, the Gillette Safety Razor Company, that in the back of my mind I said, if the time ever came when I was going to do the possibility, I would use every synonym in the book. So I had 21 up, 21 down, the only runners on base so far have been the Yankees, on and on. So everybody <laughs> knew the story, but I avoided the words no hitter until the climax when I had the, a no hitter, a perfect game. So it went pretty well across the country and around the world, and I, I guess I made the right decision. 
Don, do you think Mickey Mantle was your friend in that game? I mean, hit the first home run early in the game, made that catch on the dead run. Um, did that give you a little more comfort once he hit that home well, run? Well, that was the first hit of the ball game, you know. Uh, yeah. Sure, it's nice to get ahead, to get the lead. I felt pretty good about it. I was happy we scored. And then we scored only the second run in the sixth inning, you know. Andy Carey got a base hit. I sacrificed him over, and Hank Bauer drove him in. That's only a two-run lead. That's not too much, you know, for the Dodgers or, you know, anybody. You know, I could have walked somebody, could have been an error, and I could have blown that very easily. Who, but, who was talking to you on that? Who, who, was, huh? who, were, the, who were the talkers on that Yankee team? Nobody. Everybody just, <laughs> nobody. I, I it was, was all like, business? I, I, was like, I was like I was dead. I was in the morgue. <laughs> nobody talked to me. They shied away from me. I didn't like that because the only time I was happy when I was out working. You know, I didn't like that kind of thing. It's not normal for us. We're always happy in that dumb dugout, you know. <laughs> now, hey. Who in the Dodger team, I'm going to ask him the same question, but who are you trying to make sure that you got to keep an eye on? Who are the guys you feared the most? In that, game. that day, if he, he had the control, we pitched the guy the same way we got him out before, the, the first time or second time, because he had good control. He did. Yeah. I think everyone the best. The pitcher nowhere and threw only 97 pitches. He had to have control, and so he had everything. And like I said, he could throw hard, and he, he could throw that fastball. He could throw it by you. And at times he. To a curve, we used to, I used to shake him, uh, shake him off, you know, give a false sign, but I shake my head, don't throw it. But I come back with the same pitch. He knew that, but uh, yeah, I knew I did that on purpose to make them think a little bit. Really? Was he shaking you off a lot that day? No, didn't shake me off once. <laughs> did it, you, so basically, you? I just did it. The, the, you the called throw. a perfect game. Yeah. Well. I did that before, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I lost that one in the three to two. I could have called 1947. That the Cookie Lavagetto got two outs. And we lost. Oh, boy. Because hmm. I went up to seventeen a lot of times. Whitey Ford won a couple of times going into the eight. Had it with a no-hitter. Base hit. And that guy caught the uh, uh, Reynolds two no-hitters that year, too. It seemed like there were more no-hitters back then than there are now, or? Bob Phillips oh. is a lot of one-hitters, too. Oh, you see? Seemed like, I mean, he never gets all the credit. He, was, he must have been something else. Well, he always brags he got, he pitched for the opening day no-hitter. <laughs> Bob. Well, Bob never saw a ball that he couldn't figure out some inscription to sign. You know, he's got more his crazy inscriptions than every person he possibly ever striked out. I mean, he's got it down. And yeah, he's got a pretty good mind. He's an interesting guy. How into the crowd? How was the crowd instrumental? What was it like at some point in the game? Did they play a factor? The crowd was like the waves on the beach. When Don was getting set to pitch, all of a sudden the pitch was, there was silence. Yeah. What do you know what would happen? And then there was a roar if it was a strike or an out. And then there was silence again. It was an eerie feeling. It just penetrated everybody's body. And although Brooklyn had staunch fans right through every game, near the end of it, I didn't hear anybody rooting for Brooklyn. They wanted to see the historic <laughs> event. Fans, yeah. And he provided it along with Yogi. Yeah. Don, how strange was it you know, to throw out the first pitch when uh, Coney threw his perfect Oh, that was fun. That was Yogi's day, you know. That's the reason I was back there. Finally got back together. I threw the pitch to Yogi. He did fine. I went out and shook Cohn's hand. And that was it. We figured we'd go watch a couple of three innings and go home. <laughs> That's so the only time I've seen a nine-inning game since I've retired. Really? Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. They asked Yogi and I to stay because they felt something was brewing, you know, like sixth, seventh inning, and it, it did happen. Remember that it was, they scored, the Yankees scored three or four runs, and it rained. You know, it could have got rained out. Oh, right. And I was surprised that he came Keep back that strong after the, the yes. rain out. You know, it's a little difficult. He did a great job, and Yogi and I were there.
Rude them on. You got to figure there's got to be some karma in that old stadium. Um, first of all, you've been in a new stadium? Don, have you been in a sure. new stadium? Love it or love the new stadium? Do I like the new miss, stadium? Miss the old stadium? Are you, uh, I'd like to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a quick, what's your, what's your thought well, on the same way? First of all, throwing Don. out the first pitch ever in the new stadium. Boy, it crossed me up there. I didn't even know I was going to throw it out, tell you the truth. <laughs> I would have warmed up, Danny. <laughs> I got a sore arm now. <laughs> no, but the stadium is beautiful. It is. The, the stadium is a beautiful place because you, wherever you sit, the seats are comfortable. Yeah. You can walk out through the lobby and everything. They got TVs all over the way. Even in the bathrooms, they got TV. You know? <laughs> See the thing? It's great. It's come a long way. You played in all three stadiums. Yeah. You know, the, the, the no, I didn't. I didn't play the second one. Well, you coached. I coached man. Yeah. and managed. Yeah. There isn't too many rings that went by somehow. <laughs> you have a part of it. It kind of seems that uh -huh. way. But you know, it's, it's still amazing. You know, to, you know, to have seen that whole thing kind of come around. Wow. When you're preparing for the game. Who were you focused on, on as far as the Dodgers were concerned? Who you, and did you think the Yankees were going to win that day, Bob? The Dodgers had a tremendous lineup. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. Robinson, Hodges, Campanella, you know, everybody up and down the lineup. Was, Don was facing the best he can find as far as the hitting went. And the pitching, Sal Magley would have been a big star that day, except that he Good. pitched against Don oh, Larson. Yeah. Magley pitched a great game himself. It's a great game. 39 years old. Mm -hmm. A couple of weeks before then, Magley had pitched a no-hitter. So Sorry. he had gotten along with that. And you mentioned, Brendan, the fact that he, this change in the wind-up. For years, I've been saying as a broadcaster, he's into his wind-up and here's the pitch. Yeah. Well, Don didn't wind up. up. He brought the ball up here and let go. And that now, which is just Everybody's not a full wind-up, I say 50 or 60% of all the pitches pitch that way. Never. Started a new way, and, and Don, you pitched just as fast and certainly better control with that, didn't you? I didn't want to do all that hard work for God's sake. I got to bring up Casey. What was it like playing for him, and, and on that, and just in a World Series? What was his? What was he like? You know, playing for a manager like that? Casey. Yeah. He was a well. He was something else, you know. When he passed away, it was like Bob Hope, you know passed away as far as, you know, the entertainment world. We had few meetings. Never heard Casey talk much about baseball in the meeting. It was all <laughs> politics or, <laughs> you know, family or whatever. That's right. Really, he didn't he know did. what to expect from him. He was but great. He, he had to make a few decisions, but eight or nine out of ten of them he made worked out. Because we had some marvel. We had some good guys. Go on the bench to play to fill in for oh, yeah. any, any injury or whatever. And he'd let you know. Yeah, but he he made the decisions. He, he we thought he made some dumb ones, but they worked out. What were we gonna say? <laughs> and we were happy. Thank you. That's amazing. If you're starting a baseball team today, and I know you've been on a, a whole bunch of winning teams mm -hmm. and a bunch of different organizations, even for that matter. Give me a coach who'd coach your team, and. Tell me the two or three players you'd want to start your team with. Give me a couple pitchers. Oh, and a, give, me, give me a couple pitchers and a, and get a, and a manager. Get a second baseman, shortstop, and a center fielder. Okay. And the catcher. <laughs> then we go from there. Okay, that's fair. And give me a manager. Today, Who's managing your team? Well, here? you know, when I was a kid, you know, the catchers didn't hit at all. How many catchers hit when uh, they start out? Either right. St. Louis Cardinals. brought them for defense. They brought them defense. Center fielder defense. Terry Moore. We had in St. Louis. I watched him play. He was pretty good center fielder himself. Morty Murray, shortstop. Not bad. Frank Crespi over at St. Louis too wasn't too bad. That's where it counts. They, they, they figure they don't have to hit. The third baseman, first baseman, or in the outfielders, the ones that got to hit. Okay. But right now, it seems like everybody's getting in the act. Everybody <laughs> wants to get. The, well, that's how you get the big money. Yeah. You know, you got to put up the numbers, well, which is today, what kind of ultimately messes up the game because. You're getting paid on the numbers versus playing the game. And you know, there's, a lot, there's a lot of purists that will complain about that. Is, you know, you got the man off first. Do you want to give up an at-bat to get the guy over to second? We always had good third basements. Who's your favorite? Well, boy, nobody probably remembered Bill Johnson. 
Anybody remember Billy Johnson? No, 40s. In the 40s, that Buck, Billy Johnson was a good third baseman. Yeah, Phil Rizzuto's shortstop. Was he Jerry as good? Coleman. Was Phil as good? I mean, we, yes, he was. He was that good? Phil never 50? made a mistake. Really? He knew what he, him and Johnson had to play. Like Phil had to go in the hole. He tossed the ball to Johnson to throw the guy out. Because Phil didn't have a real good arm. He gets you real quick. He just gets you by a step. But he could get rid of that ball and make that double play. Him and Coleman, I think, were the best I've ever saw. Really? Who, man, who's managing your team? Oh, Casey. You have Casey manage your team? Yeah, Casey did a hell of a job, I'll tell you. You know, Hank Byron, uh, Willing, you know, they used to get mad because the, he was the platoon. But Hank Byron said later, I'm glad he did. I last longer in the big leagues, he said. But Casey was a funny man, you know. He could go down that bench, you know. You'll start over here, then look down. And they say, you, you go up and hit over there. <laughs> he, he was a funny guy. And, and he never, he to, if you talk any kind of business, well, he loved to call, talk baseball. He really did. And uh, like he says, when the guy pick a, you know, when he throw the ball at first base to pick off a guy, tell the first baseman, step on his feet, the guy is stealing. <laughs> He's good. But he's funny, he tell you funny. A great, great family man, loved kids. Loved kids, he never had a kid. Him and his wife never had kids, but he was great. He let the kids come in the clubhouse. But with a few loss, he wouldn't let nobody, no kids in the dugout, a clubhouse. He was pretty he serious won. about the winning. Yeah, he was. Well, obviously, he won quite a bit. Who turned you into the catcher that you ended up being? Uh, I mean, Bill Dickey helped me a lot. He uh, taught you a lot? Yeah, real lot. On the fielding, yeah, hitting, everything? No, not the hitting. I like to hit, <laughs> but no. But uh, catching taught me a lot. You know, he worked with me in spring training. The goal, you know, the easiest ball to throw at second base is inside, because the hitter ain't gonna stay there. You could cheat like hell and go and get the ball. And if a breaking ball, it goes one way, doesn't it? This way. You could cheat like hell on there. I could. Let you swing a bat and I go across home plate and you won't hit me. But you were you were a real junk ball hitter. Junk ball. Yeah, I mean you hit anything. I mean pitches. Oh yeah, well that. Where does that come from? Well, I, Joe Medwick was my my idol. I think I copied him from him. I guess Joe Medwick was the Cardinals. No, I just say, always say it. If you see it, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, talk about that. See the ball, hit the ball. Um, well, the pitcher's in trouble. When you got men on base, the pitcher's got to be around that plate somewhere. He's got to be, he can't afford to walk you. You got somebody else coming up pretty good behind you, too, you know. Now, were you, were you very, I mean, and Don, you can comment on this, too. Were you verbal on the pitcher, catcher confrontation? Like, do you have a lot to say, or were you talking to your pitchers a lot? Well, I do that. Rashi, I used to get him mad. Rashi. What were you saying? I said, been uh, pitching in the big leagues for five years, you can't get the ball over. He said, <laughs> he'll tell me, get back there, you little dago. <laughs> <laughs> There's guys you could tamper, like Bob Turley had a tamper uh, a little bit down. Mm. You know, Turley, yeah, he had to tamper him. You, you know your pitches when you get them. Whitey was very good, doggone. Never gave me any help? No. Don, you ever, you ever get to give you a hard time? No. No, not really. Uh, everybody's a little bit different, you know. Yeah, it's He's different. got it under control. Sure. Some are, get excited, and you got to be calm. Sometimes you start crappy, yeah. you know. Or you might finish crappy, too. Yeah. Which you like to get off to a good start. Yeah. I mean, you know, get through the first couple of innings to get yourself, your feet on the ground, too, so you're working together. And you, the catcher probably is the main guy. He's the manager every day on the field. Yeah. He knows what the pitcher's got. I mean, as far as velocity, the break and pitch, he, everything's in front of him. He sees the whole ball of wax. He's a manager every day. He knows, and he did a great job on it. You enjoy throwing to him, huh? Hmm? Did you, know, you enjoy throwing to him? Yes. You get mad sometimes at the pitchers, you know, the guy's pitching today, 
and then one guy hollered out, the one of the pitchers hollered out, he's not a very good curveball hitter. I said, yeah, he's not, he can't hit yours, but he could hit his. <laughs> and, uh, I studied the hitters. I really did when I caught. How, mu how much would you study before a game? Uh, obviously, you weren't watching film back then, but how would you study? Well, we played them. I think we played them 22 times a year. Right, you played each team You only team had eight more. teams. Uh, you know who did. There's, how much tension was going? I mean, and, and Bob, maybe you could chime in on this. How much tension was there with the Yankees and the Dodgers? And, and how much, you know, bragging rights? And how much did you feel that on the field? And did that make it even a bigger? Well, tension, you may feel a little bit maybe in the dugout or just in the atmosphere and so forth. But the great ball players like these two, when they get up to the plate, they're on the mound. Their job is to be relaxed and concentrate and not let the tension get to them at all. If you get tension, those are the guys who start getting wild or miss and so forth, can't hit as well. But these are cool guys, believe me. Oh, yeah. You mentioned Yogi. Yogi smoked everybody. Yeah. Uh, batters and so forth. And, and Don, when I did the game, boy, I was flying high, excitement. Don didn't bat an eyelash. You know, he, he took it in stride, mm. at least outwardly. Inside, were you churning up a bit, Don? I believe so. Wonder <laughs> <laughs> I didn't faint. <laughs> Don, who are you afraid of on that Brooklyn Dodger team, though? Was anybody you really nervous about? No, no, about? the whole ball club uh, they had a good were hit. excellent, you know. They had a complete club. Every, every one of them was dangerous, you know. Yeah. I'm surprised they, did, they didn't do any much bunning in mm -hmm. our series. You know, there no well, nobody got on base. No, I, I don't understand. <laughs> They're a tough club, I tell you that. They're tough. You know, Casey, when we brought up a rookie in spring training, if he, we saw a rookie that was good, you know who you pitching against in spring training? The Dodgers. If he got them out, he made the club. Really. Mm. Because he never pitched him against the American League club. He pitched him against him the National League. They didn't want to give him a luck. And if, you've been, and if he had good luck with the Dodgers pitching against him, he'd make the club. Do you remember how much money he made for winning that World Series? Was there any? What? If winning the World Series that year? The, the six share? Yeah, 8,700. 8, so you guys were fighting for that. was a lot of money back then. That was important. Sure, I worked every damn winter I went home. <laughs> I did too. And what'd you do? Huh? What'd you do when you went home? Pipe and supply, lumber yard, farm, post office. I had, I had to make some money for my beer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand. You were selling you who? No, without no. them. What were you selling? No. Well, with St. Louis, before, before I got married, I worked at Sears and Robux. And On the then, floor in the department store. In the department store. And what department were you, what department you in? In the hardware. Oh, in the hardware department. I so I would walk I up and you'd sell me some hammers. And... Then when I got, lived back here in New York, I worked in American shops with Phil Rizzuto. So both of you were on the floor of the yeah. store, yeah. selling people. Yeah. Who was selling cleats? Was it, was it Mickey that was selling the cleats? I think Mickey, Mickey was, was selling cleats at, at Cosby's or no? Somebody was selling cleats, right? Know. Baseball cleats. Well, we went, we tried to get on every show or something or go to a banquet and say, get $100 or something to go, go on a show or something. And, uh, it's just incredible. Um, did you feel like, I mean, I'm just curious, I mean, when you look at today's game and all the money that gets made, I mean, do you feel like it kind of worked out, or do you feel like, I mean, but you did lay out a lot of that groundwork. You were talking well, about the players from the I family. don't have no regret on that. I don't blame a player. The guy wants to give me 10 million, I'll take it. <laughs> the, the only thing today, you know, guys go to the long thing. You know, the only thing I feel bad for the kids, maybe. You know, you're trying to raise a family. I was very lucky. I, I stayed in New York all my life, my kids. We're yeah. raised here. I, I tell them what's wrong. We're going to move back to St. Louis, where I'm from. They said, go ahead, Dad. I don't know anybody in St. Louis. <laughs> I don't stand here in Jersey. Now, Garage, you all lived on your block yeah. or around the corner? Yeah. No, right across the street. And Buck also? Yeah, Jack Buck on Jack. the corner. 
So you, obviously it was a baseball neighborhood. Was well, that... we had one guy played on our baseball team. Ben Pooch played with the Cleveland Browns with Dub Jones. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, Miss St. Louis? Uh, in St. Louis. In St. Louis. You always enjoy going back to St. Well, Louis. Well, we had a lot of good players there. My dad wouldn't let my brother Tony go away. He was the best ball player. He was better than I was. You mm -hmm. ask anybody on the hill who was the best player in the family. My brother Lefty. And he had a chance to go to Cleveland. And my dad happened? wouldn't let him go. My dad wouldn't let him go. So your dad he, said, hey, he sorry, you're not going to the pros. No, he, he didn't believe in baseball. He come from the old country. He didn't know what baseball was. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, all, all of my brothers could have played in the big leagues. And uh, they're the ones who made me go. They told my dad, we're all working. Give him a chance to play. And I always teased him, you know, when I made good and everything. I said, you realize, Dad, if you would have let your sons play, you'd been a millionaire. He said, blame your mother. <laughs> <laughs> but he come from the old country. They didn't know anything about it. They loved soccer. I played a lot of soccer when I was a kid. That helped me a lot, soccer. You keep your shape, you lay in shape. Now, Bob, I noticed, you know, I grew up with you and listened to more games and you broadcasted, but give me a favorite. Uh, I mean, you just, you've done, I watch you all the time on the vault, and it's amazing because, you know, a lot of those games, you didn't even watch when you were a kid because you had cable, which very few people did sometimes. Uh, your favorite broadcast? This had to be one of them. My favorite broadcast? Yeah. The most meaningful one is the one we're speaking about yeah. right now, Larson Barrow. The second one is the one you alluded to, the Colts-Giants overtime championship called the greatest game ever played. And then number three, I'd say doing the Knicks TV of their two championships. And then after that, one I didn't even know about, I called Jackie Robinson's last major league hit, which was interesting in this way. It was in game six, right after your game five, and it won the game one nothing in the 10th inning with his base hit. He didn't hit in game seven, so he retired on a game-winning hit. Or as they say now, a walk-off homer. Wow. Walk Bob, you wasn't broadcasting huh? when he tried to steal home? Were you broadcasting? <laughs> when he brought Jackie Roberts trying to steal home? I didn't hear when Jackie Robinson was, was stealing steal home, were you broadcasting the game? The, the, the when Jackie Robinson was trying World to steal Series. home? No, I, I was more just... He wasn't there? He you was know, the out. controversial one? <laughs> <laughs> Your play at the plate? Yeah, the plate. All I've heard, Yogi, is that you said he was out. out. Is that correct? Right. I've he always believed is. you all my life. <laughs> I don't care what the pictures show, Yogi. <laughs> Jackie made his claim, right? Yeah. What the umpire say? Safe. But he still but was Yogi, out. But Yogi Berrison. <laughs> <safe. laughs> so that's as far as I go. I'm a great believer of Yogi Yogi Berra's words are quoted more in books, magazines, than anybody else in our country. Yeah. I mean, he is the authority. So when he says whatever he says, I believe Yogi. <laughs> there you have it. Don, you faced a lot of great hitters. And even on that day, you faced a lot of great hitters. Tell me that your top couple of hitters that you faced and why. Why were they so good? Uh, the best hitter I ever saw probably was Ted Williams. I didn't play much against Stan Musial, you know, in the other league, but uh, Ted had great eyesight. You know, everybody knew, you know, being a pilot was in the service, what, five years. But the thing was bad about it, the umpires, if he didn't swing at it, and look way through it, it was a ball. <laughs> you know, that puts you in a damn hole when you're starting. I, I, had, I had fair luck against him. Uh, but he, he was tough. I mean, he didn't hit that good in Yankee Stadium, huh? Yeah. Well, we pitched away in, from in him. Total, but he didn't hit that yeah. much in, no. in Yankee Stadium. But there were a lot of other guys like Harvey Keene, Billy Goodman, Nellie Fox that he had good stuff that they kept ticking it off, ticking it off, falling off. I said, son of a bitch, hit the ball fair. I don't think they hit. Those are the guys that drove me crazy. Yeah. That, yeah, you, you throw eight, nine pitches against them. I'll tell you what. They wear you down. Luke Appling. Oh, no, Luke, yeah. One day in Washington, he fouled off 13 pitches in a row till he finally got one he liked and got a base hit. 
and nobody ever does anything like that anymore. Yeah. Luke, uh, Luke told me a story when he was still playing there. He hit a lot of foul balls. I said, Luke, hit the ball fair, will you? He said, they didn't give me a raise this year. I'm going to lose the balls on him. <laughs> <laughs> he could tell you what he's going to hit and run, too. Oh. He'd pull out his handkerchief. He always had a red, red handkerchief. Oh, really? He'd go wave it like this. That's my hit and run. You wouldn't oh, believe yeah. him, though. That's oh, the funny that's part sorry. about it. <laughs> Is there a picture that reminds you of you, Don? Is there another picture that you've seen that reminds you of the way you used the pitch? I don't know. My, when I started the no wind-up, wind up, it was very comfortable to me. A lot of guys tried it after that. Even the umpires had to make new rules you know, about what you could or could not do. I get the ball and throw it, just period. Men on base or I don't care what. Everybody tried it, but a lot of them probably went back to their comfortable position, per se. You know, it, it, There's a lot of guys that tried it in our organization. Uh, but you've got to be comfortable. I just thought this is hard that way, period. Uh, but I had, I think I brought myself to be a little more control pitcher. I don't care if a guy hits a home run off me. I just don't want to walk him. Try not to walk him. I don't care if they hit a home run. It only counts one run. I don't give a damn how far it goes. You know, we're going to get some runs ourselves. You were, you were about throwing strikes. Yes. And control. Well, control. The only, that's the only reason the game with Yogi and I, I never had such good control in my whole life. And I never had it after. <laughs> you know, but that was nice. I, I enjoyed that working. And everything worked together with Yogi and I, you know, in the club. And that, was, that makes you pretty comfortable out there, you know. You don't have to struggle or fight something. It comes nice and easy. And did it come just that easy that day? Yes. Did you feel really good right before the game? Or? I feel good every day. But a little better that day? In the World Series, hey, we got you know, a week or 10 days to play, all winter to rest. Let's go get them, baby. <laughs> what pitcher, what, what player excites you to today's game? What player you know, do you like to watch? Well, I, I like the catcher. I like small catcher. I don't like a tall catcher. I don't know why. <laughs> they they, they got to work too hard. <laughs> they bend down there. You like Warren? I like Rodriguez. was a good catcher. You like Pudge? Pudge was a good. He's short. Yep. Because I'm short. I made a good target. I didn't have to bend down too far. <laughs> but the tall guys got to really work for it. This kid I've seen. On Oakland, he does that. He's a Japanese kid. Yeah. He does a, does a hell of a job of blocking balls. Oh, yeah. Real good. Yeah. And like uh, they were saying uh, today on TV, uh, not on yeah, TV, they announced the Met game. I watched the, some of the game today. They said the one catcher on the uh, Mets don't block the plate for Snyder. me. Snyder? I don't know who the heck it is, but I didn't mention his name. But, uh, they got a lot more problems than that. Didn't cover. <laughs> yeah, they're not blocking a whole lot of anything. <laughs> but uh, it seems like a lot. I'm mean, talking about a lot of home well, runs. Well, it's still early. Still early. But do you believe that? I mean, do you have to get off to a good start at the beginning of a season? No, no the Yankees didn't start. George used to. I mean, George was big on that beginning of the season. Well, if thing. you can, yeah, it's fine. We won 19 one time, then we lost 10 in a row. 19 in a row, then we lost 10. You follow the games? I mean, you watch every Yankee yeah, game? Yeah, I watch it. What do you think of this yeah. team? What do you think of the team? I think they'll be all right. I really would. Were you surprised you to see them there at the end? On the field for the last inning? Well, yeah. Did yeah. that surprise you, or you think they have got a lot of work to do? Well, they got to get, uh, get the guys back. I think when uh, the third baseman comes back, he'll be good. Yeah, he's a good player. Put a player. Put a player. <laughs> I know he's pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, they got good replacements this year. They got some uh, speed. That kid in center field does a good Carter. job. And Cabrera's are not bad either. I'm glad they didn't get rid of him. So you, you're feeling the Yankee thing? I mean, are you, you, are you, are you literally... Yeah, I watch it. I go to spring training every year. I like to watch them. Tell me so, one thing. Did you see anything unusual in spring training? Because a lot of the stars were not there this year. I mean, well, there was a bunch of, of guys. World. So you can actually have a normal spring training, really. Yeah. But was it something you saw that was like, wow, you said any, any young kids or anything? Or? Well, we, uh, 
see who we got. We got that one kid center fielder. Kid, uh, I forget his name. Jackson? Jackson. He's going to be a better go ball player. You liked him? Yeah. You get a lot of respect player. at spring training, though, Yoke. The guy, the well, kids love you, the fact that you're well, there. Well, I like that. I have fun with them. I yeah. really do have fun. Don, influence in your life. I mean, you know, when you think about, is this, you know, we just talk about kind of what goes around and comes around. Is there an influence? Is there something that happened in your life that you think kind of led you to, A, being a big league pitcher and then pitch, you know, pitch one of the greatest games of all time? Because really, when you think about this game, perfect game in the World Series, it doesn't get any better than that. It's maybe one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. You were right at the, you know, you were quarterback in that. What brought you to that? Who do you, who's responsible for that? Uh, I don't know, really. Uh, I had played on some good clubs, bad clubs. It just sort of gelled that day. I mean, uh, I always worked hard, you know, all the time in baseball or basketball, school or whatever. I, I did my best, and my, I always tried to do my best. You know, you got to work at it. You got to, you got to work at this kind of thing. You got to get some help and advice from people too. But that doesn't pertain to you. Sometimes, you know, they tell you a bunch of stuff. You can't do that. You can't throw the ball 200 miles an hour. You're gonna say that? No way. I worked hard at it, and I'm lucky because uh, everybody's entitled to a good day. I had mine at a great time. But you know, there's this married new baby. There's a lot of things. Just don't give up, you know, on the things because, you know, never give up. A lot of good things could happen. Now, Period. Were, were you married at that time? When you had the perfect Me? Game? No. I, you were yeah. single at that time? Huh. Yeah, I was having fun. <laughs> <laughs> were you a two-sport player? You play, You mentioned basketball. Did you play anything else prior? Or? No, I thought I was a better basketball player than I was baseball. You, you were a better basketball player than you were baseball? Oh, yeah. At the height, what position? I jumped center and went to forward. Well, I was too small. <laughs> I was a little taller and yogi. I, I, I could out jump in the center. <laughs> you probably good. You probably good soccer player. Soccer, I love. But hockey. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna ask a couple of questions from the audience. Did you want to add anything, Bob? Because well, one other thing that made it so dramatic with Don is that the year before, 1954. He had three wins, 21 losses, that set a record, with Baltimore. But it wasn't much of a ball club. He came to the Yankees where he had little support, and all of a sudden, in 1956, he's 11 and 5 in his World Series performances, and every year thereafter, he had great, great winning records. So the turnaround was just mammoth in every way. His control hadn't been that good. In the second game, he, he went out because of lack of control, and here he's the perfect pitcher when he comes in in the, in the next game. So it, it's amazing that turnaround. I mean, it is amazing. He was, the headline was, the imperfect man pitches the perfect game. And that was about what took That's place. amazing. Wow. Here's a question from the audience, and I apologize for not having your name on here, but uh, what current Yankee would have fit in with your team in 1956 and why? I'm just wondering, would any current Yankee start on your team? Start on the Yeah. Team. I mean, what current Yankee today would start on your 50 16? Well, I think the shortstop could have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you start in Jeets instead of uh, Phil? I told you, you go to, set, you go to short in seconds. You know, you get, you got to get there. I threw Phil, I threw Phil under the bus in like 30 <laughs> seconds here. <Yeah>. But, <laughs> nah. But uh, Jeets has been there. He's been come, he came through the system. Yes. Seventeen, uh, what is it? Almost seventeen years he's playing up there. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen years. That's yeah. pretty darn Steiner good. Sports were with him for. Uh, our, see that? This our, <laughs> you know, this is our fifteenth year with Derek. No, fourteenth year. Our fourteenth year with Derek. Jeez. Um, I'll tell you, this one kid that got at first base could play first. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he really can. Yeah, he would he can play, play on your team though? Yeah. He would have started on yeah. '56. Oh yeah. What do you think of Posada's game? I meant to ask you. Very well, serious. Fine. Very it's serious. Right. Would have fit Posada? in. Posada? Would have fit in. Yeah. Would have played behind switch you. Switch hitter. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Being a switch hitter. All right. Somebody was asking, was Jackie Robinson out? No. We, co we covered that. 
Uh, did you have any home run off Sandy Koufax? I never bet against Koufax. Okay, there you go. In a big league. Don, how good was Roy Campanella? You know, was Roy this? Campanella? Yeah, how good was he? Hey, couldn't be much better. Hall of Famer. Great hitter? Yes. You make a mistake, he's a good hitter. He's doing it right, he's a good hitter. Well, here's a question. How do you feel about the Yankees spending a half a billion dollars on three players? What do you think about those three players? Now, you like, you like uh, the first baseman. Yeah. What do you think about the pitcher? I haven't followed uh, CC the guys too much lately. They can have all the money they want. I'll take the concession. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the food over there is <laughs> phenomenal, fun, isn't it? The restaurant. You know, my biggest yeah. fear of going to Yankee Stadium now, because I go, I go as much as I can, is I really have to watch, not mm -hmm. to eat too much. Yeah. It, the food is insane. It's a, it's a baseball bar mitzvah. I call it, I go to a bar mitzvah. That's a I mean, it's just so many different things I want to eat, and it's all really good. And I, I really feel like I've gained a few pounds just from a few games. I mean, the like luxury, three, four so games. The luxury suites are really beautiful. Yeah, so, and the food too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Kobe beef sliders. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> I don't think they were thinking that back in 56. Got that Kobe beef slider, Mick. Uh, who are some of the players today that would have made excellent teammates? Who are some of the guys you liked in today's game? Bob, who, who do you like in today's game? Who are the players that, you know, they, that fit into your mindset? Mm, boy, that really sure. is a difficult question because you have a different view, I'm sure players will tell you, when you're playing with them than when you're watching them. You know, some of the guys that when I was broadcasting that I'd pal around with weren't the stars, weren't, they were just good guys to be around. So uh, there was no correlation between how well they did and what they were as human beings. Is that what uh -huh. you guys found? Sure. Hmm? That's a tough, tough question. Um, That's tough. You know, they like somebody asked who was the best center field, DiMaggio, Willie Mays. I saw it with me. Or Mick. Or Mick. That was my uh, next question. I, I think DiMaggio was the best center field I ever saw. Willie, we never saw him play. You know, we, we didn't play against him. And, uh, and Mickey, Mickey could outrun a ball. But Joe, you, you see these guys slide for balls today? They're going to make a kid. Joe never slide for a ball in his life. Everything he caught was right here. Really? He just had a knack for it to get it. He was, you know, I used to tell him, I said, I think that you do that, Joe. Just watch the pitcher. You see the ball. Follow the ball. And he, and he was good. And uh, Mickey could outrun a ball. He caught that one ball for you. Uh, I ball left, left center. Oh, I knew it was a kid that way. You run like a deer. You run like a deer. <laughs> he, he, a the only stolen bases I ever got was when Mickey was on second. We used to have a sign together. He put his thumbs out. He says, I'm going to steal. That means he's going to steal third. And I just walked to second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mantle, as far as versatility oh. went as a batter, oh, yeah. wasn't surpassed. He could hit home runs equal power yeah, either side of the plate. Yes. Could also run to first base faster than anybody yeah, else, yeah. beat out bunts, drag bunts, with two strikes on him. They, nobody had power that side yeah. and could run that fast. Uh, yeah. th those were amazing to put on one, one hit. Well, right-handed, though, he'll kill you. The right-handed hitter. Yeah. Because uh, Mickey, you could pitch him left-handed up in here. But right-handed, you couldn't pitch him anywhere. Right. He was a good hitter right-handed. I forget the one guy knocked his glove off the third base. Boy, he, he better be careful on him. Who would you take, Bob, if you had a choice between the three? Who would you take? Willie Mickey or Joe? Well, Duke? It, they all are different things. I mean, Willie Mays, beautiful, better fielder, better base runner. Uh, <coughs> Mantle, more power, more versatility. Snyder, all around and everything. They're, they were they were a great trio. Could you make a choice, Don, if I you had to pick one? I'd have to give mine to Mays because uh, he was all around. He never got hurt. No. You know, he never got hurt. 
Uh, Mickey, I think I'll shine on a couple categories, but I think in total that Mays would be ahead of Mick. But Mickey had those injuries, what, 1950, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that, that, I think that really hurt his, his total career as far as the health. Mays, uh, he, seemed, he, he was pretty durable. Aaron yeah. was too, but I think Mays yeah. would, would uh, take it a little bit myself. You got one of the greatest records of all time, Don. Do you ever think that that record could be broken? I mean, can, can somebody in today's world, I mean, it's hard to even get somebody to pitch a perfect game or even a complete game. It doesn't bother me. I'm enjoying it for a while. <laughs> 43. Nobody they can can't beat, beat it anyway. Nobody can beat the record. They can tie it. They can never beat it. Obviously, yeah, no question. Unless he pitches two of them. <laughs> Here's a question. Your, your favorite or your best double play combination you've ever seen? I think you mentioned your answer. Yeah, I like uh, Rizzuto and Jerry Coleman. And Bobby Richardson was good with Quebec. And third basemen, we had good third basemen. Like we were saying that before. Billy Johnson, had, boy, they had nettles. Andy Carey. Andy Carey. Pretty good. Pretty good third basemen we had. Don, you think pitchers are baby too much today? You think that, you know, I mean, the amount of innings and taking well, on the pitch counts? In, in total, I don't understand the guys coming from spring training and they're on the disabled list, for God's sakes. <laughs> Leaving spring training for what? What did they do? Shack up at McDonald's? <laughs> God, this is, that's terrible. They are in shape. I don't understand what the programs are. I love spring training. I love to run. Yeah. I got hurt a little bit and stuff, but we, yeah, we, I enjoy spring training so much. And you know, we get to get together and there's new families, new people coming in, new guys working out trying to beat you. I love that. I had no, we had no time to get hurt in spring. I can remember with Yoke, he'd get the full dress on in Miller Huggins Field and Bill Diggie would hit line drive at him <laughs> for a half hour every day. You know, to be a better fielder, you know. And he was pretty quick, too. You know, he get that bunt out there. But a lot of that work's done in, in spring. It, you work hard, but it's worth it. You know, why are you bring it up? Hard transition to go? I think you went from catcher to left field, right? Yeah. Any other position you played, or? I never caught till I turned pro. I either played second base or outfield. So it was natural for you to go out there? Yeah. I didn't care why I played as long as I got the hit. That's the best part of the game. You love hitting. I love hitting. All the players you coached and played with and managed, two outs in the ninth inning, who do you want to? You've seen a lot of players. Who do you want in that last? I like myself. <laughs> I'll take a chance. Here's one. When Babe Pinelli called the third strike on Dale Mitchell, was the ball high and away? No, it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and was the strike called on the you check swing? You didn't see me hesitate there, did no. you? No, you usually don't, and your memory is sharp. Yeah. How about the check swing? What check swing? And the ball was high and away, and was the strike called on the check swing? That was on the check swing. Wing. Check yeah. swing. Today they call them less than now, I think. More now than they did when we played on the check swings. Give me a favorite, 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 favorite baseball moment. Give me a top two or three. Uh, I mean, you can't just go with one, but give me a top two or three favorite moments. Well, one of them's got to be my wife. I met her. He's got the best wife in the world, no question. Uh, so I got at Stan Musial's restaurant. Now, how'd that happen? We're working at Susan Robux with Joe Gargiola and I went for lunch, <laughs> and I met her. He gave you a lunch break. <laughs> lunch break. And, and I always went back there, you know, to lunch. And then... And Carmen was working at the restaurant? At the restaurant. She, she was a waitress. waitress. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, okay, we'll give no you that first. And, uh, the no-hitter's got to be. Got to be right And there. then being winning. I played 17 years with the Yankees and, been in th and played in 14 World Series. What else more can you ask?
obviously, you know, the, the perfect game is one of your favorite moments, but can you give me another one that uh, hits home? Oh, just, well, when I joined the Yankees, being able to, you know, play in the World Series, you know, it was a little different for me coming from the, the bad clubs, and I didn't help either, but coming over there, it was, it was pretty exciting, you know, yeah. playing the World Series. I'd never done that before, never expected stuff like that. Uh, beside that, I, I like the game of baseball, period. Of course, you know, I'd, sometimes I'd rather rest, watch the college guys or the minors than these major leaguers today. I don't know, but uh, I think it's a great game, and it was, it's been good to me, and I try to be good to that. Absolutely. Thank you. Here come your favorite moments. Well, before I had the pleasure of doing World Series, came of the week for NBC and so forth, I was with the Washington Senators. And my biggest moment every year was always opening day when the president great. came out throughout the first ball and so forth. It was particularly great because often the senators would win. That was the only time all year I could say Washington's in first place. <laughs> Not on. It went downhill. In fact, to try to make it easy on the fans, I'd say, well, folks, it's 18 to 2. I never bothered saying who was winning or losing. They knew which team was winning or losing. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. Elston Howard, question about Elston. Were you his mentor and were you his roommate? Do you have a roommate? No, 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 I never roomed Elston, no. But we took Elston with us all everywhere we went. He was a great guy. A, a great fella. He's from St. Louis too. And, uh, I guess I could relate to a great guy. Really yeah, good. Here's a good question. What do you feel the difference between the the game being played today versus the game that's played uh, back when you played? What, what are some of the main fundamental differences oh, in the game? If you kinda of, just kinda of, Get done. Swim pools, TVs and lockers. Cut <laughs> it out. They made more meal money than I made. And meal money until you're not made in salary. That new Yankee locker room. I love room. it. That new Yankee locker room, like. I tell you one thing, I'll never buy him a damn drink. Wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty nice. I don't it's think big. anybody's ever seen Swim pool with cameras in there? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon, what's the call? It's going to come back and start swimming. What's her name? I can't remember. <laughs> Esther Williams? Esther Williams, Esther Williams. Yeah. She'll probably be in the pool taking pictures. <laughs> I mean, you can't even talk to someone across the, the clubhouse. I mean, you really have to get up and, right? True. So when Girardi wants to send a message, it's, it's like put on a computer. Yeah. So when you come to your locker, it's there on your... I mean, that's unbelievable. Imagine that. I guess that's a fundamental difference. Fundamental difference you notice in now versus 40 years I know about, we had a big clubhouse at the old Yankee Stadium. The, 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 club, the locker room right there make the old Yankee clubhouse. You remember the old stadium? Yeah, it was nice. We it was nice. One. It was nice. Big lockers, the, everything was nice. The lockers were big. The, we had the good showers. Now you yeah. probably can make a date with a manicurist and a toe specialist. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. It took about 45 minutes. Now we're getting that thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, was Jackie Robinson I mean, every, he, he was... He was out. He was out. <laughs> All right. Am I missing anybody? If anybody had a last minute question, we'll get a few more. Yep. We'll come to you in a second. Thurman Munson. Yes. He was a good catcher. Thurman got rid of the ball quick. He was a good man. He was a captain. You know, we didn't have a captain when we played. When we played. But they start making captains now. Like Jeter's the captain now. But we never had one. We just followed Joe. Joe got on me one day. Said, what's that first base for? The run down. You know, I kind of. Slowed up, he said, run him out. And uh, that's what we stress now, even with the old Yankees now. Run down the first. Because uh, they run around the track, yeah, they run around, but they don't sprint like we do. They just run around, and they do their exercise. 
uh, we had a run. We ran 15 sprints. We run 100, 100 yards and walked back. The, that's even after you finish playing the exhibition game. You, you go back to the field, you had a run. And I always tell the guy, do you walk when you run to the first base? You run. Running means a lot. Pitchers got to do a lot of running. That's where they build up their legs, I think. Lift weights, I hate them. We weren't allowed to lift them when we played. We couldn't even swim. They wouldn't let us swim. And today, they, they do everything. Few people remember uh, that Don Lawson used to be a great hitting pitcher. And it wasn't bad. I remember that he hit quite a bit of home runs as a batter. What was the highest that you ever batted in the lineup? And how many home runs did you hit in your career? I had 14. I hit over 300 one year. I pinch hit 66 times in the big leagues. Oh, you got that? Never time. got paid for that either. <laughs> That's right. You get a contract. Now you get a contract. Casey, you tried to find me. I tried to hide. I couldn't hide from him. Pinch hit 66 times, but we're not really keeping track. 66 <laughs> times. Wow. That's pretty good. That's amazing. Imagine what kind of money you'd be making today. I'd be worth two or three million. Be <laughs> My least. wife would like to take a check to the bank like that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, right over there. Take a couple more questions. Yes. Um, oh, the Yankees were the second to last team in the big leagues to have a black play. What was it like first year Elson Howard came aboard? Well, also, they wouldn't let him in Florida. They wouldn't let him stay at the hotel. But he got a, a place in uh, the live-in. We took, a, we took a liking in Elson. We really did, everybody. We went to the movies together. We, we took him out to dinner with us, Mickey especially, and Whitey. We, we treated him like a regular guy, but he wasn't allowed in the hotels. He, he was a good asset to good us, because he, he caught and then gave Yogi a break. Mm -hmm. Yogi played left field. Elson going to play a first base, too. Yeah. He was a pretty good hitter, too. Yeah. But even the later years, 58, 59, he wasn't allowed to stay with us. And I thought that was pretty crappy. Hey, we had him move to a different yeah, hotel hotels, where yeah. it was comfortable. That's yeah. a lot of bullshit because I mm -hmm. wanted him to be with us. Because I took him out a couple of times myself. Not not us to go drinking and stuff with friends. We had a, there was a bar in Chicago, an old St. Louis Browns yeah. bar. bar. And a friend of mine told me about it, and he, he took Elson and I there. You know, just something a little different. We didn't go out to have, you know, party and stuff. We didn't have a decent time. I felt sorry for him. I hated that, that discrimination part. Okay, a couple more. Over here. Oh, well, he got bothered by a lot of reporters. I guess his hair fell out and everything. Because he was, he was getting bothered. He couldn't even go to bed, you know, the writers knocking on his door and everything. And, uh, and a lot of people thought Mickey was jealous of him. He was, they roomed together, Mickey, in, in New York when, uh, in 61. They roomed together. Did you think that? Did you think the uh, show on HBO, you know, the movie '61, yeah, accurate relatively? Pretty good. Pretty close, pretty right? Good movie. Pretty good movie. Pretty good. Billy Crystal fan? Yeah. No. Couple more questions uh, right there. The young man with the red shirt. Um, what are your thoughts regarding the players today with Milky and Milky Records? Well, mm, don't know on that. That's, uh, that's a tough decision. So I know myself. Uh, I don't know a thing about that stuff. stuff I know. The first time I ever heard about anybody passing away from him was Big Daddy Liscom with the Baltimore Colts football, and that's been God knows how many years that's been. It's the first time I ever heard of any stuff like that. You should take I'd a like vitamin shot. Yogi, I like the taste of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> we took, I took a vitamin shot, maybe you know, once a week. V12. That's it. Couple more. Yeah, right there. 
how did your D-Day experience affect the rest of your life since you young guy through that? Through the war? No. no, well, I was I was in Norfolk. They let me finish the season out in 1943, and I went into the service from uh, 43 to 46. It would help me a lot when I came back from overseas, made the invasion of Normandy in southern France. They sent me to New, uh, New London Submarine Base. And I told the commander, I said, hey, what are you sending me to the New London Submarine Base for? You got to volunteer for submarines. I said, and I'm not volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I got to play there. Jim Gleason played with old Cincinnati. We had Walden Masterson there, pitched for Washington. You know, over there. And we played against, uh, we had a ball team over there in New London, Connecticut. We played against the Giants. We played against the Browns. I played against Big Gray, the one-armed guy. And, the Walsh, and, uh, and we played three, uh, two, three big league teams. Then a lot of the, the, uh, the bases had teams with big league players on it. And uh, that got me, that's like playing triple A for me. That helped me real a lot. A lot. All right, closing shots. Start with Bob, final, final words. Anything you want to say or reflect on? Well, we've spoken about some of the great hitters in the past, the Yankees, other teams, Jackie Robinson, Ted Williams, Mickey Mantle, Don. Yes. And it's interesting to note that all those fellows hit home runs game after game. The fences were further away. Pitchers were tougher. And they hit just as many home runs as the guys taking steroids who've been caught lately. So... Uh, those players did it without it, and nobody seems to understand that it can be done that way just as easily. So still, enjoy, still enjoy the games? I love baseball. I was thrilled that my, my youngsters played baseball. Uh, my son was drafted as a baseball player. Fortunately, he found out his future would be in broadcasting and writing. But his son was also drafted. He also is now in the business fan. Uh, I love high school ball, college ball, recreation ball, and pro ball. And I've done it all my life. By good chance, I'm the longest running broadcaster in history. And most of the time has been spent with baseball. So I'm thrilled that my life has been devoted to the sport. Mm -hmm. Great. I, mean, I love watching on the vault whenever you can on MSG. They bring back the old games. and. It's just some great old school stuff. And we could, we could have a whole session on yeah. just some of the basketball that you got to see. Boy, when that's for was that was when basketball was basketball. Don, uh, anything Well, naturally, my game had to be the best uh, for me and for you and for Bob. We all had good days. Uh, the only thing I miss, really miss about baseball is I miss our friends who are gone and yeah, left us. Yes. Uh, we have some great people and friends and players, you know, goombas. Who do you miss the most? Couple, couple. Who? Yeah. Hank Lauer. Oh, nice. Hank was sort of, he'd take the rookies or whatever, come up and try to steer them right how to handle New York. I palled around with him a little bit. I was single then. I didn't, I've only went out with Mickey and him once. You know, they were married. I wanted to, I had enough trouble myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I didn't need their help, and they didn't need mine. But uh, I do miss those people, you know, who played with us and worked hard for us and enjoyed the good times and the bad. I really do miss them very much. Yogi? Well, uh, I heard, first of all, I heard you're renovating the, uh, the Yogi Berra Museum. Is this true? Yeah. I mean... Are yeah, oh, you just following the Yankee tradition? They renovated, so now you're. No, we we need it. We need more bathrooms. <laughs> That's what we need. <laughs> no, we get a, sometimes we get a hundred kids in there. No kidding, and you only got two bathrooms. It's pretty tough. So you got a lot of good stuff there, though. Oh yes? yeah, we have. It's a good. It's a, it's a good thing. The kids yeah. come in there. We get to talk to them, and uh, like Bruce Beck was here. And the High and the Eagle, they have a, a school there. They run a, a, a show there and everything. Wow. Tomorrow we got all the uh, trainers coming in from Montclair State tomorrow. They, they love to come in there and they, they go over stuff. So you enjoy that? You're enjoying that museum, actually. I really do. I go there every day. 
You go there every day? Every day I go there. So if I went to the museum, there's a good I'm chance there. I may run into you. I'm there. Wow. You may not cool. see me, but I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Steiner's but, in the house. No. But I, I have fun to get to see the kids. I miss Larry Doby, doggone it, and Elton Hire I miss. We were yep. talking about them. When we get the, the black kids in there, we used to bring Larry in there and Doby in there. They give them a good talk, you know, how to, to how, take how care of their education and everything. It, it's great. Yeah. And uh, I get a kick out of it. They ask you a question. They ask me sometimes, are you still playing? You know, some of the kids. It's fun to see it. It's good. Yeah. I miss Phil. I miss the scooter. No, I will, too. I, I do miss him. Phil. Yeah, I miss him. Nobody gives me a harder time. Nobody gave me a harder time than Phil. Yeah? I mean, he was just unbelievable. Yeah. He was a master. But what a heart of gold. Oh, yeah. Really and great. Just a, and actually a big fan of the game. Yeah. Well, he's my son's godfather. Nobody, you know, an hour before the game, people don't realize that Phil is at a game an hour before the game in his office with kids lined up, game in and game out, signing autographs. Still opening up, the last I've ever met, yeah. to still open up his fan mail. Oh, yeah. He says, this is where I get all my best lines from. You know, when you go on TV, you know, just you work that fan mail, I'm oh, like, yeah. wow. But, you know, he has more relationships with the fans than, I ever, yeah, yeah. than any other player I've ever met. He just loved the man on the street, yeah. that character. It's just an honor, pleasure to be with all three of you tonight. Thank you so much.